right. Welcome back to another week of the Rev MD podcast. I am so excited to have our guest, Dr. Lee, talk to us about just revenue in general with practices and talked about her story as she has been a physician in practice now and what she's doing on the side. Because I think, you know, as we see revenue decreasing sometimes in our private practice, we're looking for things that not only we enjoy on the side that gets us kind of out of the typical clinical scope, even if it's just part-time and some additional ways that we can be creative both in our practice and outside of our practice to help us from a revenue perspective. So with that, I'm excited to have Dr. Leon. Hi, Dr. Signorelli. Thank you so much for having me in your podcast. I mean, we've been known each other for a while. And then I think I have you on my YouTube channel uh, maybe yeah. last year. Yes. Yeah. And we talked about our business, our entrepreneurship, and our clinical practice all together. I really appreciate this opportunity for sharing my story in your podcast. Oh, I'm excited to have you. You know, it's been a while since I've had some guests. And so it's great to have you back on and us chatting. Um, you know, I think just for the audience, um, why don't you introduce yourself and talk about your own subspecialty and kind of your journey uh, within your career? Yes, of course. So I'm Dr. Sujin Lee. I'm a neuro rehab specialist. So I'm trained in physical medicine rehab and spinal cord injury. So right after fellowship, what I started doing was the adult acute rehab inpatient setting and pediatric outpatient setting. It's a little bit unique in that way because there's not that many uh, rehab physicians who does combined uh, clinical practice, but I happens to have that opportunity. So right after uh, training, I started doing some clinical work in Actually, I had uh, my kids before I go to medical school. So I experienced some of the burnout during medical school and training. So when I finished my training, I decided to go on a part-time. And while doing that, I also did some research and consulting work for medical device company and some medical expert witness work. And I got into coaching. So now I'm um, doing more some coaching in my business. So I'm an example of a practicing medicine part-time, optimizing my uh, clinical revenue, and also having some side business, just like um, you, Dr. Signorelli, were in that physician entrepreneur space together. Yeah, and I have to say, you know, having some of that stuff, you know, on the side does kind of, I think, make me better at my day job because it mm -hmm. kind of gives me that creative outlet. I have an opportunity to meet and talk and teach in so many different aspects. Um, it's just really um, one of those things that for the listeners, I have found. And you talk a little bit about, you know, coaching and being a coach yourself. And while I am not a coach, I will have to kind of give a huge shout out to the coaches out there. I've had two professionally in my own career, just both from trying to figure out what I'm doing in my day job and leadership and growth, but then also on the business side, you know, with, uh, you know, having a business coach. And I, I know that, you know, coaches kind of have become more of a common thing, mm -hmm. but I have to say, and I'd love to hear kind of your experience on this, but I have to say having a coach mm -hmm. has been one of those things that has helped me so tremendously mm -hmm. in both my leadership skills, again, you know, working in a large organization and doing my what I do on as a physician, I'm executive in my day job, but mm -hmm. also building our business. And so, 
you know, tell me a little bit about, and I know I'm going a little off script here, but tell me a little <laughs> bit about your coaching um, and just who you help and how you, how you help them. So I was about to give you credit being a consultant as a, you know, having this company to supporting um, other clinicians to maximize the, their revenues and whatnot. But I think, um, you know, my side of a coaching, I started coaching everybody I, when I became a coach about two years ago. And I realized I attract or my clients, most of the, my clients are the early stage physician entrepreneur or some uh, early mid-career woman physicians, especially physician moms who wants to change some of their clinical practice. Most of them are practicing full-time, feels really exhausted and tired and burned out. They want to spend more time with the children without compromising their financial side. So what I encourage to my clients has been actually maximizing their clinical income instead of taking a job gives them more flexibility, but having some decreased financial um, uh, the benefit. But I encourage them maximize their clinical income. And also I encourage um, many women physicians or all the other physicians to stay in clinical practice because we spend so much time and effort to become an excellent physicians. And, you know, we need doctors in our healthcare system. If everyone leaves the healthcare system, then who's going to take care of our patients? And when we become patients, who's going to take care of ourselves? So my mission as a coach has been optimizing their clinical practice and financial status-wise and also adding some side business where they can pursue their passion and mission that um, they felt a little bit missing in practicing medicine because many of physicians are multi-talented. So I feel it is not really necessary to sacrifice everything in order to practice medicine. We can continue practicing medicine and also pursue something inside or outside of medicine. That's where the side business uh, comes in, just like Dr. Signorelli is contributing in the healthcare system, helping other practitioners to um, maximize their, their revenue. So that's what I, my coaching is comes in. I love that. I love that two things that you said. So, right. You know, I think physicians in general, like you mm -hmm. said, are multi-talented. We have yes. different skill sets we can give to folks and, you know, you do get burned out kind of just sticking on one path. And, um, you know, if you are an employee or even if you're, you know, kind of running your own practice, it does get, old to some degree, you know, day after day, you know, and so it's to have that mix of things I find keeps me engaged better with my day job. I don't know. And and that's what has like given me that like new spark of enjoying what I do day to day, but then also being able to help physicians in, in different aspects. Um, so talk to me a little bit about, you know, your practice and how you guys have had to get creative, you know, unfortunately reimbursement rates have decreased and that has been, you know, a struggle for many practices and you do mm -hmm. have to kind of start thinking outside of the box. So, you know, for our, our listeners, many are, are owners of private practices. So how have you, you know, kind of looked at your own practice and go, mm -hmm. how do we get creative here and maybe bring on services that help increase revenue, but also help patient care? Yes. Uh, great point. I, you know, just had a conversation with you about this. Um, so what we have noticed um, past maybe before COVID and during COVID and after COVID, we have noticed that some of the reimbursements has been going down. And 
in in my pediatric uh, rehab clinic, we have seen some of the insurance takes much longer time to get authorized to have a care or delay of a care. So there is some of the uh, downside of the working with the healthcare system and insurance company. And what we noticed is along with the time and there are new pathologists coming up and there is opportunity to, opportunities for subspecialists to come up with a, some new clinical interventions or providing a care that needs that does not exist in a comprehensive way. So what I realized in my own specialty in uh, physical medicine rehab, there's a, some condition newly diagnosed in with a new diagnosis but they don't have established comprehensive care. So my colleagues and I have been talking about developing some type of a uh, multidisciplinary specialty clinic um, taking care of a new diagnosis. So this will bring in a um, new skill set that we can learn as a physician and also that will bring in um, new procedures. Um, it doesn't have to be in in invasive. It could be uh, some ultrasound procedures or uh, doing some, uh, for my specialty, it's a nerve conducting study and uh, electromyography, the muscle studies we can do in the clinic. Those were inversements are better than other standards, just seeing the patient in the clinic setting. So we have been having conversation and also we have some models very successful in academic center and also private center. It could be a, um, clinical practice that offers a service that, that they're not existing yet. So you can create those kind of a clinical practice with a new uh, improved reimbursement from the healthcare system. I feel those are the win-win situation for providing the care that physicians, uh, I'm sorry, providing the care the patients need and also increasing the revenue in our private practice and also becoming an expert in that area as a subspecialist. I think there are something like that for every specialist. If you look into your patient population and identifying where the gap is, then I think as a physician, those are the niche that you can um, expand your expertise and increase revenue and serving the community that who needs the care. And I think that's, it's it's about that brainstorming session, right? It's about mm -hmm. getting your team together, reading about what others are doing and sitting down and going, okay, could this work for our patients? Could this work for our process? And how can we, you know, what does the reimbursement look like? And, you know, for our listeners, they know I'm a big fan of business cases. I love a good business case. Mm -hmm. And I do think you kind of have to sit down and model it out. Okay, what are the CPT codes? What are the number of patients we think we can get? Yes. You know, what would be the ramp up time? How do we operationalize that? You know, getting your frontline staff who would help you operationalize these things, you know, sit with you and go, okay, how, what would step A, B, C, and D, you know, be in mm -hmm. order to get that type of program up? And then mm -hmm. once it's up, how do we market, you know, for that? How do we have our front staff, you know, be promoting this type of, of um, service, depending on what it is, to your patients, you know, for the right people? Um, you know, it's, it's all about operationalizing stuff and making sure that someone in your office, and again, for our listeners, it doesn't mm -hmm. always have to be the lead physician who's doing this, mm -hmm. but someone in the office has to have that kind of operational mindset of, you know, how do I get something from ground zero to something that is flourishing and who do I need to engage and involve and what policies and procedures do I need to put together? So big fan of, 
of teamwork there of thinking mm-hmm. outside the box like you guys are and then figuring out, okay, now how do we take this to fruition? How do we make mm-hmm. this actually come alive and actually create revenue? And mm-hmm. um, so I, that's awesome. That's great. And, I, and so you guys are thinking about this right now. It's kind of been something you guys are brainstorming about, right? Yes. So we have a model system in a different state and my colleague mm-hmm. is actually spreading this uh, system he wants to implement in uh, many as many different healthcare systems as possible throughout the country because it's a very rare condition. But there are so many people suffering this condition, and there are very little clinics who um, have the process how to treat this condition. And he figured that out all this uh, reimbursements and equipment needs and billing processes and everything. So he is trying to educate um, other clinicians who are willing to doing this, uh, setting up this clinic. So we are very interested in, because we have noticed in our pediatric um, clinic, pediatric rehab clinic, um, decreased uh, care availability and decreased uh, reimbursement. So we would like to provide a care and also having a better profitable clinic is also important to us. So that's something that we're thinking about at this stage of the, uh, it's early stage, but I really appreciate Heather, your input about what are the little steps or details needs to go into when you're implementing new systems in your private uh, practice or your practice. I think that's very uh, valuable inform input from um, your expertise. Yeah, you know, I just I do think it is really important to kind of put it all pen to paper. Mm-hmm. Ideas are fantastic, but to sit down and go, okay, like these are the things we'd need, both equipment and staff, and mm-hmm. this is how we would market to patients, and this is who what patients are, you know, this would benefit, and then you know the cost associated obviously with that, you know, what's average reimbursement. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of have to write all that down in order to really kind of think about whether or not something is that is an idea is going to make sense. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, in one of the leadership books I read, um, and we actually do this in my day job, you know, when when you're trying to come up with ideas, right, creative ideas, there's this mm-hmm. game you can play with your staff. It's called Yes And. And basically, you get your staff together and you brainstorm ideas, but instead of shooting things down, right, like, oh, that won't work because of whatever, you actually sit there and the only thing that your teammates can say to you are, yes, and. And mm. so people are shouting out ideas like this, would this could be something, this could be something. And you literally have one person who's just recording ideas, right? And mm-hmm. you just say, you know, say somebody comes up like, I want to do CCM or RPM or whatever. And you go, okay, yes. And what else, you know, do you think we could do? Mm. Or tell me more about that idea. And so there's mm-hmm. this idea of yes. And in order to have people come to the table with ideas that then you can brainstorm on and, and, and you can go down the road at a different time and, and kind of understand, okay, these are the good ideas. These are the great ideas. These ideas may not work, Mm -hmm. but in the initial brainstorming session, you just throw all, you just throw it all out there. Like, yes. And yes. And Mm -hmm. yes. And, and it's, and it's actually been, you know, we've had challenging things in the hospital setting where we've, we've really had to come up with some out of, you know, the box ideas Mm -hmm. to really solve some difficult operational problems. That's Mm -hmm. been a game we've played with our staff. And it's Mm -hmm. actually one, it's been fun because there's no (laughs) negative, you know, it's not like, oh, that won't work. Or, you know, Sally Joe says that won't work or whatever. Uh It's like, Uh it's just, yeah, okay, tell me more, you know. Um, So I always suggest that to practices who are trying to figure out like, what could that next thing be for Mm -hmm. us? You know, what is that market share you could capture? What is that idea? So 
um, anyway, lots, lots of fun there. Um, no, I think that's a great tool as a leader. And also, you know, as a creative uh, leader and is a fiction um, healthcare system or the practice, I think that's a great idea. Um, I will have a meeting with our team. So probably I should implement that tool that I learned from today <laughs> and see how it goes and report back to you later on. That will be very I like that. Um, yeah, <laughs> great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is talk to me a little bit about your coaching and an upcoming class you have and, you know, how you've utilized, you know, kind of coaching and, and other things on the side to, you know, one, kind of keep you intrigued and excited about you know, just new things in life. And then also, you know, what's benefited you and uh, your clients would love to hear more. So, you know, as I mentioned in earlier, I, my clients, or I ended up having clients coming to me asking, I'm practicing medicine now, but I'm looking into something else, or I'm employed physician wants to make a transition to starting their own business or something else like that. So, um, it has been a very, I'm very grateful for most of the time that clients come to me and uh, um, asking my advice and coachings and, you know, all those kind of things. Also, I share the resources who could be a good consultant for them, because there are definitely different roles of coaches and consultants. And um, many of my clients also have different resources to be successful in their own business. Um, what uh, I think has been uh, interesting to me or something that I would like to emphasize or something that I emphasize to my clients are uh, what would be the best way to generate the most revenue with their current skill set and how we can make that transition where they want to go. So when they come, I make sure that they understand their values and what they really uh, matters to them. Also, you know, we talk about understanding why, because Along the journey, there's going to be a challenging time and challenging uh, a lot of challenges coming in during the entrepreneurship, as you uh, are familiar with that. So make sure that my clients understand why they're doing these um, transitions. And most of my clients, I think most of them are uh, maybe because they're moms, they are really inclined to spend more time with their children. They want to have more time with their family. They want to feel more fulfilled in their career, wants to spend more time with the patients and having some more flexibility and autonomy. So I try to help them to identify what are the things that are working for them at this time and where they want to go. Um, that's the usual course of the uh, my coaching. Um, so what I learned is um, there are limited resources out there uh, where to go about and where to get started when many physicians thinking about transitioning their career or thinking about something else. So I decided to put a little master class. Actually, it's just one day webinar and that will lead into the course. But during the webinar, I would like to talk about three steps of how to create work-life balance through practicing part-time medicine with a side of business. And that three steps is going to be, the first step is always identifying where we are and what really matters to us. And second step will be knowing what resources are available and what are the right resources, um, what are the right resources for 
each individuals because not every resource sets are useful for everybody. And sometimes we can get flooded with all this information and resources. So it's important to uh, sort through what resources are good for them. And the next thing, next step is going to be uh, identifying what are the next steps because sometimes we feel overwhelmed when we have a big vision and when we feel like there are so many things to do, then uh, through coaching and some consulting conversation, then I can help my clients to find the next step. And those are the basic uh, like a framework that how you can build your practice and make a transition. And that's the framework I work with my clients. And I will share those things during my mastermind um, upcoming end of this month. Oh, great. And when is that? Oh, it's uh, May 24th. It's Wednesday, 5 p.m. Pacific time, and it's okay. free for everybody. And after that, I'm going to, whoever wants to go a little bit more in-depth of the process of it, I will have a four-week course, each items that I will go through more in-depth after that for about a one month so that um, the physicians who wants to make, uh, you know, cutting down their full-time work, maximizing their revenue and starting their side business or figuring out what's going to be their next step and they can join my course in June. That's fantastic. And, and you know, I think for folks who are kind of trying to figure out, hey, I want to do something else or I, I like the idea, even if it's just super part time, I think having that group of individuals, you know, who you can, you know, chat with and understand more about uh, options that are out there you know, how you manage, you know, doing one or two or three things all at the same mm -hmm. time and how you fit it all in. And, um, you know, I, I personally, you know, feel like to me, I actually feel like my time opens up when I do stuff on the side because I enjoy it. I, I get a thrill out of it. I, yes. it just makes me excited about, mm -hmm. um, things. So um, I think your course will be super helpful for those out there. So I'm excited you're doing this and I know that others will certainly benefit. Um, so, so last but not least, you know, share your website, you know, where people can uh, come and find you if they're interested. And, and I'll, of course, um, you know, put that in the show notes as well. Oh, thank you. So the best way to find me uh, is my website is my name. So Sujin Lee MD, S-U-J-I-N-L-E-E-M-D.com. There are informations out there. You can always find, find me in Facebook. I'm mainly on Facebook. Uh, it's just me and you can message me with any other further questions or whatnot. Um, that will be the best way to reach me. But I really look forward to meeting as many physicians out there who are interested in, um, you know, looking into different options in or outside of medicine. And also I highly recommend Heather's service because I know no. how much value she offers to all the other <laughs> practitioners out there. You're very sweet. Yes. If anybody is uh, listening, you know, we are a full service medical billing and coding company and we love to help, um, you know, practices who are trying to figure out, gosh, this, my metrics don't seem right or revenue seems to decreasing or, you know, even worse, if if you're a practice out there and you've not seen your metrics at all or you don't even know how things stand, you know, we really believe in providing a reliable and data-driven service to help practices grow their revenue. So, um, Dr. Lee, I appreciate you coming on today. So excited to, you know, see how your course does. And I know it's going to be a huge benefit for folks out there. So um, appreciate you coming on and, and chatting with me today. Thank you so much. And um, I look forward to seeing you around more next time, too. Yes, yes. It can't be this yes. long since we talk again. I All right. Know. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. Have a great week and we'll talk to you next week.